Welcome everyone to the Avetorah Daf Yomi Yishur. Today's Yishur is Daf Yudal. We will begin on Yud Gimel Amorbet at the Gemara. Uh, today's Daf is available. Anyone who would like the Zuchut of sponsoring today's Daf, please speak to Mr. Victor Sabag, who's anxiously awaiting your phone call to hook you up with the tremendous Zuchut of sponsoring the Daf Yomi Yishur. Okay. So... Uh, last Mishnah, we had discussed the Machloket Bet Shavai and Bet Hillel. And Bet Shavai had d- disagreed in Bet Hillel. Bet Hillel was the, pa- the basic opinion of our Mishnah, that when a lady is one of the 15, then her co-wife is Pasul, and, do- and also does not do Gibum, and the co-wife's co-wife. That was Betelel's opinion, which we we had been learning all along without even realizing it was Betelel's opinion. There's also Bet Shemai's opinion, it appears, in this Mishnah. And Bet Shemai's opinion is that the co-wife is Chayav and Yibum. Only the girl herself is Patur, but the co-wife is Chayav. Now, what we're going to go now, what are the reasons back and forth for each rabbi? Okay? Says the Gemara. What's reasoning? Why does he say that they do have to do Yibum? says, The wife of the dead guy should not go to the outside to a strange man. This is telling you that the girl who was the Yivama, in a general case, is forbidden to marry someone else, she needs to do Chalitzah Yibum. Okay? Now, so it's going to when you say outside, Miklal Dekramunit. When you say Eshemet Hachutza, that means the outer one shouldn't be to Ishzar. Miklal Dekramunit. That means we're talking about a case where there's an inner one. That means that we're talking about a co-wife case. So this particular basuk is talking about a, 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 a case where Ruvain was married to two people. And one of them is called the outer one, according to Bet Shemai. One of them is called the inner one. Now, who's the inner one? I guess the inner one is the one who's related to you. Okay. And you're not allowed to marry. That means she's one of the 15. And therefore, the outer one can't marry someone else, but could do Yibum. So you see that there's Yibum in these cases. That's Bet Shemai's rule. Again, from the fact that we're telling you that the outer one shouldn't, shouldn't marry someone else, that means that shouldn't marry someone else means she has to marry the Avam. That means that in a case where there's an inner and an outer one, inner one being one of the 15, and the, other, the outer one being her co-wife, that means that the co-wife could marry someone else. That's the proof of Bet Shemai. Okay? Again, this word outer is the big rule. But that's the one that's teaching us, okay? That means there's an inner one. Torah says, You can't marry someone else, you have to do Yibum. So, what does Betilel do with that word? Betilel says, No. They need to teach you the rule of Yehuda Marav. How do we know? How do we know, according to Rebbe it's not used at all to tell you the word hachutza 
is not used at all to teach you that there's an inner one and an outer one. No. It's going to teach you a different rule. What happens if you have a, a, a guy who dies without kids and his wife, just one, he's just married to one lady, let's say, and this one lady decides, you know what, I'm not marrying the Yivama. I'm going to take the machine from some other fellow. How do we know that the Kedushin doesn't work? And as long as you're chained, your Kedushin will not work on anyone else. Where do, we, where, does, says, where do I know that from? That's the rule of Yehudah Marav. I know that... That Pasuk is teaching you that it shouldn't work to a strange man. Bet Shemai says, doesn't say don't, don't be lachutz. Says chutza. Hachutza means the outer one, and therefore teaching you their thing. Bet Yilah says, Kevin Tchiv chutza, Kevin Tchiv lachutz tami. And Bet Shemai says back to him, listen, uh, we don't agree with you that you're saying that chutza means the outer girl, because chutza and lachutz is the same thing, and therefore. It's coming, according to Beit Hillel, it's coming to teach you that you can't marry somebody else. How do we know? The Tanya, what's Beit Hillel's proof? Rabbi Nechem Yomer, kol teva shesicha lama betchila, hetchila haktuv hei besofa. In Hebrew, if you were supposed to be, say lamed before it, you could put a hey at the end. So if you wanted to say, we're going to see one of the proofs is, instead of saying li Yerushalayim, to Yerushalayim, they could say Yerushalayim ma. Yes. V'tan of Israel, it says, Kigon, for example, Elim, which is the name of a place, and the Jews went Elima to Elim. Machanaim, in Shemuel it says, Machanaima. Mitzrayim, Mitzrayma. What does the hey stand for? Hey, hey is interchangeable for the Laman beforehand. Instead of Limitzrayim, Mitzrayma. Instead of le diblatayim, diblatayma, Yerushalayim, Yerushalayma, midbar, midbara, all those are examples of words that we, that a hey was in place of a lamin, and therefore when it said hachutza, it means lachutz, and therefore to prove to Bet that the word lachut is coming to teach you that you shouldn't marry somebody else and not coming to teach you about sarat erva. But normally this rule also applies on the end of the pasuk. It only works at the end of a pasuk, you say? It's part of what I remember. I don't know what to do. I understand Gemara, I just want to know if it doesn't. In the word elim, Elima is in the middle of Pasuk. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. 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 How does he know the rule that you're not allowed to marry somebody else? Doesn't he agree with the rule that a Yivama can't marry somebody else and it doesn't work? Where does he learn it from? It says you can't be it's a strange guy. 
But till now we tell him each dar. Or he says, hey, why are you learning from each dar? Says, well, inachinami, you're right, he does. So chutzalamali, the rabota arusa. You're right. But he also learns from each dar. So what does he do with chutza for? He uses chutza to teach you that not only does a girl who's married not allow to marry somebody else, but even an arusa, arusa means a girl who just did kiddushin without nesuin, and her husband died, she also can't marry somebody else. Okay? Ve'idach, the other rabbi, where does he learn that from? Mechutza. Ha'chutza. Because it's chutza, ha'chutza. Ve'idach, chutza, ha'chutza, lo ba'i. Okay, good. He doesn't learn that that, that drasha. That's all according to Shimon ben Pazi. So according to Shimon ben Pazi, the machloka between Bet Shammai and Bet Hillel is relevant around the diukim of the pesukim. The reason why Bet Shammai says that the tzara of the erva can get married and Bet Hillel says they can't, this depends on how you learn the words chutza hachutza. Okay. Now Rava says no, that's not the reason. There's a different reason. Says Rava. The reason of Bet Shemai, and Isur Chalal Isur, he says it's an Isur Chalal Isur, which means when you have an Isur already in place, another Isur can't fall on it, and therefore, since the Tzarat is already Asur, another Isur can't fall on it. Now, he is now limiting this case of Erva to be in a case not all 15 cases are going to work. According to this, it's not all 15. It's only on the ones that come through marriage. So he's going to limit it. It doesn't refer to number one, two, and three, which is the daughter, granddaughter, granddaughter. It's not referring to those cases. Um, It's more referring to the cases of Sarah's kids, where Sarah was previously married, Sarah was Shimon's wife, she was previously married to someone else and had a bunch of kids. Those kids became Asur to Shimon through marriage. And therefore, since when he married her, they become, let's say Sarah's wife. Again, Reuben and Shimon are brothers, right? Shimon was married to Sarah, and Sarah had a sister, Linda. Okay? Let's talk about that. Okay? Okay? So it was Shimon's sister-in-law. Now, Linda married Reuben. Okay? So now, in that case, since Linda, the sister-in-law, is married to Reuben, she is your wife's sister. Then when you marry Sarah, she becomes your, your brother's wife. No. Not. Shimon doesn't have a co-wife. Again. Reuben marries Zipporah and Linda. Okay. okay. Linda is Sarah's sister. So first, the old brother Reuben gets married to Linda. Then Shimon gets married to Sarah, the sister. So Linda was a when when Reuven married Linda, she was already Asur on Shimon as your brother's wife, you can't marry her. Right? Okay. Then when Shimon married Sarah, she became in addition to brother's wife, she became When Shimon married Sarah, she became, besides being your brother's wife, Reuven's wife, she's also, Linda is also now Sarah's sister. Right? Okay. So, 
Beit Shammai says, hey, you can't, you can't become Sarah's sister anymore because you're already Asur as Ruvain's... We, we can't marry sisters. A guy can't marry sisters. He can't. But already before she became Asur's... Let's say Ruvain got married to Linda first, right? Okay. As soon as Ruvain marries Linda, he, Shimon can't marry Linda because she's now brother's wife, correct? Brother's wife, yeah. Now, later, Shimon marries Sarah. Okay? okay. Now, when Shimon married Sarah, so she, Linda should become Sarah's sister in Asur, right? Yeah. That's going to Beit Hillel. But according to Beit Shammai, she doesn't become Sarah's sister because since you're already Asur as Ruvain's, Ruvain's, Ruvain's wife, so, you don't, so the Sarah's sister doesn't go on you because Isur doesn't fall on another Isur. Okay. Then when Ruvain dies... Hold on. When Ruvain dies, she never became Sarah's sister because she was already married. And Ruvain, the fact that she's Ruvain's wife falls off because she's Yevamah. And Yevamah, you're allowed to marry. So that's what he says. You understand? So now, she can marry so now you can't marry her, but you can marry the co-wife. The co-wife. You got it? That's Ben Shemai's reason. Mm-hmm. So says, well, that makes sense. Kechet Met, that's good if Ruvain got married first, and then Shimon got married. If the Chai got married, and then the, if Shimon got married first, and then Ruvain got married, then she's first Sarah's sister. What if Shimon got married first? What would you do in that case, Bet Shemai? You have the question? What happens if Shimon got married first? If Shimon got married to, to Sarah first, then Linda first became Sarah's sister. Only then, when Linda marries this, marries Ruvain, does she become the brother's wife. And therefore, there, the Yisua becomes first. She first became Sarah's sister. Therefore, why, why, do, why would it fall off in that case? Mars says, Since the fact that she's Sarah's sister cannot fall on. No, since the fact that she's Ruvain's wife can't fall on the issue of Sarah's sister, therefore we're going to claim that Sipora is the Sarah of an Erva, which is not in Kombatzvah. There is no Yibum issue. We're going to say that. You never be when you're eshet ach. The only time Sipora is asura is when she's the co-wife of someone with his yibum situation. Okay, mm-hmm. that that's only if Reuven married first. But if Shimon married first, so it's not a yibum situation because Linda is really Sarah's sister now, and not. No. The Isur of Reuben's wife. And therefore, if it's not the Isur of Reuben's wife, so it's not a Yibu situation. So it's a co-wife of someone without a Yibu situation. And a co-wife of someone without a Yibu situation is Mutar. That's Bet Shemai's reasoning. That's why you're allowed to marry uh, Tzibara. Oh. You got it? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. That was pretty cool. I think we explained that well. Says the Gemara, Chaltzu, if you did, the Mishnah continues and says, Chaltzu, if they did Chalitza, 
meaning if you did chalitza on Bet Shemai says that Zipporah is allowed to get married, right? Yeah. Bet Shemai says Zipporah is allowed to marry Shimon. Shimon. Now, what happens if Shimon did chalitza to her? Bet Shemai says that now she did chalitza, she can't marry a Kohen because you're a real chalitza girl. Bet will say, you can marry Kohen because you know what? You just took off his shoe. You worked in a shoe store. Mm-hmm. Right? That's what we said, called you yesterday, right? You just took off a shoe, but you're not real chalitza because you don't need chalitza. Yeah. That's Bet right? So the Gemara says, Peshitta, of course. What's the point of telling me that? Of course. Obviously. If you don't, if he says you can't, if Bet says, that you don't need Yibum, that you need Yibum, of course, Chalitza, you can't marry Kohen. Says, no. I need to teach you against Rabbi Yochum Menuri. You might have thought that we should say that even though Bet says, no, hold on, These Sipporahs are troubles. Every time there's a Sipporah case, it's trouble. Because Bet Shammai is going to say that you need Yibum. And Bet Yilel says you don't need Yibum. So if we just let Sipporah go marry uh, Jimmy, according to Bet Shammai, no, Jimmy's a regular guy, according to Bet Shammai, without Chalitza, Bet Yilel will say, go marry without Chalitza, you don't need Chalitza, you don't need nothing. She can go marry Jimmy, and according to... According to Bet, bet, bet Shemai, you're in trouble. So, Rokhmer so, says, listen, let's be nice to the Bet Shemai people. Let her do Chalitza. Be safe. Be safe. You might have thought that you should do that. So, you see from here that Bet Yilil holds. You don't, need, you don't need that even. That's why it says, that's why it says that. You don't even need that. Don't, don't, don't make the rule. Now, we said, Well, if, let's say, Sipora married Shimon. That Yamu, they did marry, she did marry Shimon. Bet Shem, the Mishnah says, Bet Shammai says, it's fine, you're allowed to marry her. And Bet Yilil says, no, you're marrying an erva. You're marrying your brother's wife, it's Asur. Mm-hmm. Right? How to Lama, the wife, tell me that for. You're right, you know, it's obvious. I did, honey. You're right. We didn't have to say that. And once he told me about once you told me about Chalzu, will tell me about Yitiamu. Okay, good. Okay. Now, you know that the, we were talking here about the, the difference between Bet Shemai and Bet Once we're on the topic of that, we're going to talk about how Kali Yisrael is not supposed to be groups and groups. It's supposed to be one group together, not different groups of Kali Yisrael. So let's read the Gemara about this. Tanan Hatem, we learned in Mishnah Megillah. Okay? Megillah Nekret. I don't know if you were here for Megillah, Mr. Megillah? Okay, Megillah is read. Right? Megillah can be read on the on the 
If we have some people in walled cities reading in one, one time, and unwalled cities other times, and villages another time, so we have the problem of lotet godudu, which says don't make different groups of Jews. Right? Hi, lotet godudu, mi bayle gufeh. The word lotet godudu really means don't scratch yourself. When a person passes away, the goyim used to scratch themselves to sh- and make, make themselves bleed in order to show how sad they are that someone passed away. So, Mara says, why are you using the word lotet godudu to teach you that you can't make groups in Kali style? I thought we needed to teach you that you're not supposed to scratch yourself when someone dies. If so, the Pasuk should say, Lotit Godudu, my Loti Godudu, my Lotit Godudu, extra tough, right? It's come to teach you two things. Number one, don't scratch yourself. And number two, extra tough is teaching you that you can't make different groups of Jews. Okay? Yes. Hold on. Maybe it's all coming to teach you about groups. Okay. So let's get. So that was the original. Again, the original question was Rish Takish asking Rabbi Yochanan, how are there allowed to be different groups of Megillah? We didn't answer. We just got involved in the, in, in the, the source of the Isur. But we want to say now. Um, how are you allowed to have the Megillah in different, read in different times? It should be looks like different groups of Jews. When did we say this rule? So basically, Rabbi Yochanan is not really answering the question. What he's doing is, he's asking, hey, weren't you on the Dafyomi program? I'm joking. He's, he's basically laughing at Rish Lakish and saying, you're coming to me when you got to Masech Megillah and saying, how could the Jews have different rules? Everyone has to have the same rules. What did go to do? Well, if you started learning from the beginning from Benachot, you should have got to Masech Pesachim. And in Arab Sachim, it says that there's different rules about whether people could do melacha on the 14th of Nisan. Some, if you're in the place where they do it, you could do it. Place where they don't do it, you can't do it. So, why didn't you ask me then? Hey, you can't have different groups of Jews. Why did you wait till Megillah to ask me this question about when people read the Megillah? You could ask this question a while ago on Masech Pesachim. So, instead of answering the question, he's asking a question on you why you, asked, why you waited to ask this question so long. You got it? Amalei, mm-hmm. so he tells him, Amina lecha ana isura. Zamar b'shoman ba'aba, Amar b'yochanan, lekaim edmi e'purim b'zmanihem, b'zmanim harbe tiknu lahem, chachami va'at amalei minhaga. So he tells him, he says, what are you talking about? He says, I didn't say anything about Pesachim, because that's a minhag. Minhag to do melacha, not to melacha. Okay, you can have minhagim all you want. But when it comes to Megillah, it's halacha. 
I asked the question of halacha, Adar Minhag. You with us? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He got his comeback? Yeah. Okay, yeah, when I saw this, okay, the Minhag, it's not a law. Right? You eat maude, you eat uh, rice with curry, eat whatever you want. I don't care. There's a minhag, 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 whatever you want. I don't, I don't care about that. But when I got to Megillah, where there was a law, this guy has to read on the 13th, this guy has to read on the 17th. Oh, we can't have laws. What's he going to do? Good. You mean that when it comes to Melacha, it wasn't Asur? What do you mean? Hatran didn't we learn it in the Mishnah? Halayla, Beit Shemayah Osrin, Beit Shemayah It says at night, Beit Shemayah says it's Asur to do Malacha, Beit Shemayah says Mutar, Amaleh. On the night of Beit Shemayah Hametz, Beit Shemayah says Asur to do Malacha, Beit Shemayah says Yad to do Malacha. So you see there's an Isur, not just a Minhag, Isur. Beit Shemayah says, it looks like two different groups of Jews. Amalei, so Rishakish answered. Hatam ami melachahu deletle. At night when a guy doesn't work, it doesn't look like anything. It's only a problem Lot is going to do when people see, hey, how come the Jews are doing two different things? But when it comes to not working on the night of B'dikar Chametz, when a guy doesn't work at night, they can say he's bored. He doesn't have anything to do. During the day if he doesn't work, it's obvious. But at night, it's fine. So Rabbi Yochan says, what about, what about the, the Mishnah Yivamot? What about our Mishnah? Where we said, that's Sipora. According to Bet Shemai, it's allowed to do Yibum. And according to Bet Yilal, can't. Why is that lot it's good to do? Okay? So Rishakish answers back, No! Mi sarat bet shemai kidivrem lo asu? Bet shemai kidivrem? Rishakish says, Yeah, bet shemai officially said that the girl needs yibum. But they were never let. They only said that. But they never really made them do Yibum, according to this. Rabbi Yochan is claiming they never let. Rabbi Yochan says, no, Asu, they really did it. So Rabbi Yochan says they really did it, and it's therefore you see it's not a problem to go do. And Rabbi Yochan says, no, I, never, I don't believe they really did it. I don't believe any, 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 any Bet Shemai people actually really married the Zipporahs. Okay? So Machlok, whether Bet Shemai or Bet Yilel actually... Bet Shemai, Bet Yilil for sure, but whether Bet Shemai actually acted on their, on their opinion. Okay? Mm-hmm. Are you with me or no? Yeah. Funny, got to go to the whole mission, the whole Gemara is not to go there today. I don't know. He's saying every time, he's saying, he's saying, he's saying, every time there's a machlok, it's not to go to. I don't know, I think. I don't know, let's see. That's what you're saying. Beplukta de Rav the Rav and Lo Asu Bet Shemai Kedivrei Hem, or Shmuel Amar Asu Ve'Asu. So Machlok and Rav and Shmuel, whether they did what they were supposed to do. Emat. When did Rav and Shmuel argue? 
אילא אמר קודם בת קול, מה הייתה מדמן דמה לא עשו? אלא לאחר בת קול, מה הייתה מדמן דמה עשו? מה זה קושן? There's a famous story where a bat call came out from Shemaim and said, Halachah is like Betelel. So we're saying, this machlok at Rav and Shmuel, whether or not the, the Shemaimiks followed Bet Shemaim. If it was before the bat call, why would the bat Shemaim guys not follow their rules? And if it's after the bat call, why would they follow their rules? They're not going to listen to the bat call? Says the Gemara. I can answer you that it was before the bat call, and I can answer you that it's after the bat call. If it was before the bat call, and Bet Shemai was the, was the majority, according to one who says, Loasu, that Bet Ruba. That's when they even, the one who disagrees would say that Bet Shemai didn't listen even though Bet is the majority. So say Bet Shemai is smarter. And therefore, following Bet Shemai, we follow the minority. According to the one who says that they, 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 they did it. Or I can answer you, Lachar Batkot, after the Batkot. The Mandama Loasu, the one who says they didn't do it. Tanafka Batkot, because the Batkot came out. Mandama Asu, I'm sure he, the Amar, and Meshagim Baratol. The one who says, no, even afterwards, there's a famous story that Rabbi Yeshua says, we don't listen to the Batkot. And therefore, who cares if it's a Batkot, but Shemai still didn't listen. Okay. So let's come back to our question. Mandama Amar Asu, according to the one who says, Bet Shemai followed their rules. What about the problem of being groups of Jews? I thought you're not allowed to make groups. The problem of Lotet Godu is if you have two Betins in one town, one of them follows Bet Shammai and the other one follows Bet Hillel. That's a problem of Lotet Godu. But it's okay to be in two different towns have two different rules. And therefore, since you're two different towns, there's no problem. And that's why Bet Shemai Betel, since they went to, to Betins in two different towns, there was no problem. Amalei Rava. So Rava said to him, I thought Bet Shemai Betel is like two, two Betins in the same town. Because they were in the same town. And they still did their own rules. So that's not a good answer for us. I bought it for hot water, Sadiq. Okay. So, El Amarav, Rav has a new answer. Ki Amrin Lotet Godu, when did we say this thing of don't be two different groups? Ki on Betin Be'irachat. If you have one Betin in one town, Pelek Morin Kebetramai, U Pelek Kebetramai, some are like Betramai, some are Betelel. Ha'o Shte Betin Be'irachat, but if you have two, two Betins in one town, let them buy. That's no problem. As long as you have your own betin, there's no no, no to go to the problem. Tashma, I'll bring your proof. It says in the in the Gemara. It says b'mekomoshal to be the ezahiu kotrin etzim l'asot mehem pechamim b'shabbat. In Rabbi Eliezer's town, they used to when they needed to do a milah on Shabbat. 
guys. So Rabbi Lezer holds, and Rabbi Lezer de Mila, Rabbi Lezer holds, that you're allowed to not just do the Brit Milah, you're allowed to do what you need to help anything for the Brit Milah. And therefore, they used to chop down trees to make fuel, to make a fire, to make a knife. Wow. On Shabbat. Yeah. And they did it in this down. Right. So we hold that you have to prepare from before, otherwise, you can't do it. And Rebeleza holds, you don't have to. Okay. And when Kamosha Yossi, and it also says, in the place of Yossi Aglili, Hayochlim Basad Of Bechalaf, and in Yossi Aglili's town, he held that you're allowed to eat chicken with milk. Because only to the money, there's no Yisur. So it sounds like the Mikosha of Rezer in, Mikosha of Rabbi Akiva, although, the Tanan, the Tanan, Kulalam of Rabbi Akiva, Kromalacha Shevshala Sudman Shabbat, and Dochet Shabbat. So you see, how could they allow it? Hamait Yufta, Mikomot Mikomot Shani. But it's not a question. There's two different towns. In two different towns, okay. So what was your question? Why were you asking a question from Yossi? If you knew it was two different towns, I already told you that two different towns are fine. So why are you asking a question from Yossi? Says the Gemara. Sal Kedadimun, I would have thunk. Mishum Chumad Shabbat. You would have thought that since Shabbat is so strict, maybe we'll call the whole world like one town. But I say, no. Even Shabbat, same thing. And Eliezer's town, they used to chop the wood. And when you town, no, you can only do the Brit Milah, nothing else. Tashma. I'll bring you another proof. It says, Rabbi Abu Ki Ikla when he came to his town, Rabbi Shubh and Levi, how would tell Shaga? He would carry the lamp. Okay. Which means that if you have a, a lamp on Shabbat and the lamp went out, he would say, I'm allowed, it's not muksa, I'm allowed to move it. When he was in the town of Shubh and Levi, because that was Shubh and Levi's opinion. But if we go to Rebbechon, he wouldn't move it. Right? So you see, it's two different Torahs. What was the question? Didn't we say that in two different places you could have two different rules? It's okay. Our question over there was how could one rabbi do different things? Because you, the same rabbi went to both towns and acted over here like this and here like that. The answer is no. This rabbi really held like the rabbi who says mutar, like Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi. So when he got to Yochanan's town, he just didn't carry because he wanted to be nice. But really, he holds mutar. And that's why when he, when he was in town, he did his thing. So what about Vaikashamah? What about the Shamosh? What about the Shamosh of Rabbi Abhu? 
he's going to see that he ca- that he carries the, 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 the candle that's out in the Rishul in Levi's town, and he's not going to know that he's not supposed to do it in Rabbi Yochanan's town. Mar says, no. He told the Shemosh not to do it. Okay. Now we're going to ask another question from our Mishnah. What's the question from our Mishnah? Our Mishnah says the following. Tashma, I'll bring your proof. It says in our Mishnah, We said, even though Beit says it's mut, it's Asur, Beit is Mutar, still, the Shammai people would marry the Hillel people, and everyone would tell them, oh, this girl don't marry. We, we, I would tell you, according to your opinion, don't marry this girl. Right? I understand why they why, why didn't the Bet Shemai people not want to marry Bet Hillel people? If you say it's because the Bet Hillel Bet Shemai people never married them, so I understand why the Bet Hillel people would marry Bet Shemai people. Because even though Bet Shemai people hold it mutar, but no one ever did it. But if you claim the Bet Shemai people did it, why would the Bet Hillel people marry them? They should be asur on them. Am I alone? Nimnu. So the Gemara says, "Bish, I'm a bet shemay bet hilel alone." Nimnu, bnei chay v'lavinu. I understand why bet shemay people would marry a bet hilel person. Why? Because bet shemay says that Sipora needs ibum. Right? Mm-hmm. Beit Hillel says she doesn't. So the Beit Hillel people, if, 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 let's say Tzipora was, Tzipora's father was a Hillel guy. Okay? Mm-hmm. Was a Beit Hillel guy. So he would take his daughter, so oh, come marry uh, Jimmy. You don't need Yibum. Now, if that happens, it's not a karet thing. So therefore, you don't have to stop marrying. The kids are not mamzerim. And therefore, it's okay. And that's, that's, I understand why the Bet Shammai people will still marry a Bet Hillel person. Because even if you, even if it happened that, that the girl you're marrying from Bet Hillel was from a Tzipora Jimmy marriage, uh, it's not a karet thing anyway. So the kids are not mamzerim, so you can marry it. So that's why Bet Shammai would marry a Bet Hillel person. But if you're doing Bet Hillel marrying a Bet Shammai person, Bet Shemai says that Tzipora needs to do Yibum. And therefore Tzipora is going to marry Shimon. Right. And if she marries Shimon, the kid is a mom's there. How would the Bet Hillel people marry them? You understand? We said that Bet Shemai would marry Bet Hillel, Bet Hillel marry Bet Shemai. I understand why Bet Shemai is marrying Bet Hillel, but how is Bet Hillel marrying Bet Shemai? Are you with us? I got it. Good. So says the Gemara, why wouldn't they why would they marry them? You with us? Yeah. Maybe you'll tell me. Betilel holds that if you marry your brother's wife, not, you're not a Mamzer. Which means there's a difference between whether you get karet if you marry somebody or whether you get mitat bedin. Now, when you marry your brother's wife, you get karet and not mitat bedin. When you marry your mom, you get 
or your sister, then you get mitat petin. So maybe you'll tell me, oh, maybe Bet Hillel holds that even when Shimon marries Sipora illegally, which he's not allowed to do, since it's only Chimu Karet, there's no Mamzer. And that's why you're allowed to marry the kids. And that's why Bet Hillel married the Bet Shemai people. No, Bet, Bet, Shemai, Bet Hillel says you can't do Yibum. Mm-hmm. Bet Shemai says you're supposed to do Yibum. So we're asking, how could the Bet Hillel people marry the Bet Shemai people? Maybe the person you're marrying is a Tzipura who illegally married Shimon and the kid is a Mamzer. Mm-hmm. I say, well, maybe we'll answer. Who says that Bet Hillel holds that they're a Mamzer from such a thing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Can't be. I thought we say that Bet, it says that Bet Hillel agrees that there's only a Mamzer is somebody who's an Erva and Karet. So you see, it would be a Mamzer. So we see from here that if Bet Hillel married the Bet Shemai guys, it must be that the Bet Shemai guys didn't follow their rules. And therefore, that's how Bet Hillel people can marry them. We're coming out now. They know the Bet Shemai people, even though they said Sipora could marry Shimon, they never actually did it. And that's how the Bet Hillel people married them. Okay. Morris says, no, not necessarily. Lo, Leolam really Asu. The Bet Shemai people did marry the Sipora's to the Shimons. Right? Why? Even though they married them, okay, but they kept track of who married who. And anytime time Sipora married a Shimon, they kept track of it. And all the kids that came from that marriage, whenever a Bet Hillel guy would try to marry them, they would tell them, no, no, not for you. Okay. That's it. Okay? That's logical. Why? Because we said when it came to vessels that Bet Shemai held was mutar, was Tahor. It says that they would always buy from each other, borrow from each other, and they would tell you, oh, that one's not for you, that one's not for you. So just like by the vessels, right, they did it, so too by, by the woman, they did it. So let's see what says. I understand if you tell me it means that they informed, that they did it, but they informed them. That's why the Bet people would do it. If they tell me they wouldn't tell them, I understand why Bet would Borrow from Betilel. The tumor to Betilel, the Betchamai Tarot, because Betchamai holds that what's Tamer to Betilel is Tahor to Betchamai. El Betel Betchamai, Lamalo Modile, Tarot to Betchamai, Betilel, Tumor Ninu. El Ayu Modil. Must be that they would they would inform them. So just like by the case of, of vessels, they would inform them, so too by the case of girls, they would inform them, and they would tell you whatever this is for. Shmamina. Shmamina, ask. Why do you have to tell me both things? Why do you have to tell me Bet Shemayim Bet Yilel would tell each other about the Tarot and about the girls? Why would it tell me both? I would have thought, You might have said, Bet Shemayim would tell us about the, the, the Kilim, because no one knows about that. But about the girls, everyone should know who marries who. And you don't have to tell me. They would tell you, because they were afraid that you forgot that Sipora married Shimon. So Bishamai would tell you. That's the Chidush of both in the Mishnah. Okay.
Gorgeous. That was very, very good. Okay, we're up to Gufa now. You see where we're up to right now? About eight lines down on Yudalamavet. Gufa says the Gemara. Amar Bielazar. Bielazar says, Av Bishinechlu Bechemai Betila Betzarot, even though Bechemai Betila argue on co wives, Modim, they admit, Sheen Mamzer El Misha Isru Isur Evavikaret. Ram Mamzer only comes when is it Erva, which means it's a girl, you, you, you sleep with a girl who's Erva on you, and you get karet with her. That's what that's when Mamzer comes. You dalam or bet. Top of Okay. Says the man modim. Who admits to who? Elam bet shemay le bet yilel of course. Chay v'lav and kshirim ninu. Someone who gets a lav is kosher, right? Meaning, uh, a kohen marries gilusha. Of course, the kid's not a mamzer. It's kosher. Elam bet yilel bet shemay. Hagufa chay v'kritutinu. If you want to say Bet Hillel, admit to Bet Shammai. So we're asking now, when Bet Hillel doesn't agree, he's not admitting anything to Bet Shammai. He's talking about a case of karet, so why is he admitting anything? Why well, says no. Le'olam Bet Shammai Bet Hillel. It's really Bet Shammai admitting to Bet Hillel. So both these disagree with Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva is one, the one rabbi who said we mentioned before that even when even when you only get a love and get malkut if you marry somebody, the kids a mamzer. Like Rabbi Akiva held that a kohen marrying a gerusha makes a mamzer, mm-hmm. and therefore you might have thunk. That over here, when there's a love that you can't, that the, the according to Bet Shammai, who says that Tzipora is supposed to marry Shimon, and if she marries Jimmy, it's a love. You might have thunk that the kid's a mamzer. No, Bet Shammai agrees that it's not a mamzer. Okay. Now we're trying to bring proofs, more proofs, that Bet Shammai followed their opinion and they actually married the girls. Tashma, I'll bring your proof. It says, even though Bet Shammai and Bet argued on the Tzipporahs, on the co-wives, and they also argued about the, the, the case of the sisters when you have two brothers married two sisters, Right, and to the two bro- the brothers' wife. Remember, we had this case. There was a case of four brothers, whom two of them married two sisters. Okay, yeah. and then the ones who married the two sisters died, and these two fell in front of these two for Yibum. and the one that we said that since these two are sisters to each other, and this guy can't marry two sisters, then you don't have to marry them, according to one opinion. The other one says you do have to marry, you do have to do Yibum to them, and they argued like that, even though they argued on those things. And they argued about a case of a get yashan, which means what happens if a guy writes a, another argument 
is, let's say a guy writes a get to his wife. Mm-hmm. Now, after he wrote the get to his wife, the wife was alone in a room with him. And we assume they might have had relations. Okay. The get becomes a get, Yashan. And there's a machlok at whether I could use it. Beit Shemai says it's, uh, it's kosher. Beit Shemai says it's not. It's another machloket. Uh, the the Besafik Eshet Ish. But the get is no good. But says the get is good. Right? So the argument Safek Eshet Ish. What is the case of Safek Eshet Ish? Which is about miun, whether or not a girl who's married by the mother or the brother, different rules. We'll see what what what, what, what the rules of a girl who could do miun. What if a guy divorced his wife, and then he slept with her in a hotel? Beit Shemai says you don't need another get. Beit says you need another get because we're worried that maybe he married her for kedushin, right? And they also argued bekesef b'shavu kesef. Right? Where how much money you need for Kedushin? Bet Shemai says you need uh, more than a Pruta, a dinar, and Bet Yilel says only a Pruta. That's another Machloket. Right? Still, Bet Shemai would marry. People, even though I could say, hey, maybe she's not divorced yet. Or maybe she's not really married your wife to you because you only gave her a pruta and we hold a, a dinar. So there could be many things where the girl could be not kosher in all these machlokets. And yet, so we see from here that there was love and friendship between we love truth and peace. And therefore, Beit Shemai and Beit Hillel would even marry each other because they love truth and peace, and they would tell each other what the other one would hold of. That's according to one opinion. Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon says, no. They would stay away from a Vada case, from a certain case, but not from a Safek case. Which means the following. We think it means now that they wouldn't marry the people who are for sure Asur according to them. Like the daughter of Tzalat El Vashid Right? But they would marry the people who were, who were Safek. For example, a woman who got divorced from her husband, then she slept in a, in, in a, in a, in a hotel where we don't know for sure that they had in mind what they had in mind, over there they would al- allow the marriage. That's how we're understanding Rabbi Shimon. That depends what the case is. In our case, with Sipora, where she's really not allowed to marry her, that's a Vadai case. We know she married him. That, that we'd stay away from. But in the case of sleeping with him in a hotel after a get, there was a Safek case that they would allow. So says 
If you say that they that Bet Shemai really did their things, so that's why they held back. But if you hold Bet Shemai didn't do anything, why would anyone not marry the Vadais? I don't understand why Bet Shemai will stay away from Bet Shemai. Because, like you said, if a Bet Shemai guy is according to Bet why would Bet Shemai stay away from Bet Yilel? There's no problem. There's only a lot according to them. Since Rav Nachman said that we need it for the Salah herself, Hachanami, let's say Elat Salah Atzma. You're right. When we said that a Bet Shammai guy wouldn't marry a Bet Hillel guy, we weren't talking about Tzipora and Jimmy's kids. Because Tzipora and Jimmy's kids are only, uh, for sure, not Mamzerim. Right? Again, Tzipora, you know what Tzipora and Jimmy are? Right? Tzipora was the one who Bet Shemai says, you're supposed to marry Shimon. You're a Yevama. And Bet Hillel says, no, you're not. Right? You're, you're, allowed, to marry, you're allowed to marry anyone you want. And you, Bet Hillel says, and let's say, the, let's say Tzipora was a Hillel Nick. Right? And he, she goes, I'm going to marry Jimmy. So, the, so Bet Shemai says, you're supposed to get Khalifa, and she didn't do it. Right? Mm-hmm. So, Bet, so we're asking now, wait a second. Even if she marries Jimmy, and she has a new kid, Called, whatever, okay. right? The kids are not mamzerim because only chayv eleven. Okay. So why does it say yeah? Okay, that's true. When we so 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 why why are we saying Bet Shemai didn't stop from marrying them? Why would they stop? It's anyway not a mamzer. Answer is you're right. They wouldn't stop from whatever, but they would stop from Tzipora herself. So Jimmy is a Bet Shemai guy. He needs to know who Tzipora is. You're right. He doesn't need to know who whatever is. Jimmy and Tzibor's kid. But, but, but Tzibor herself is a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's why they, that's what we went. That's what we went with that, with that we would marry them. But if you stop it from the source, there's no problem then. We're not stopping it. We're saying that they would do it. And Bet Shemai didn't stop from marrying them because Bet Hillel would inform them, hey, that's a Tzibor girl. Okay, good. Why would you stay away from Vadai? The Isurahi, because you're saying that's Asur. Safek Nami, Isurahi. Even the Safek one's also Isur. Right? Safek to write to the Chumrah. Why would you tell me, according to this rabbi, whose name is Roshimin, he says, oh, they didn't stay away from the Safek ones, but they stayed away from the. Sure ones. Even a safek one is a problem. Safek de oraita. You have to be strict. Says the Gemara. Lotema safek. Don't say that he stayed away from safek. When we said they, they, they stayed away from vadai, which means that if you have a girl who we don't know anything about, they would marry her. But it doesn't mean that they would, they would marry Safek ones, they wouldn't marry either. Because they would tell you and they would stay away. My Kamash, what's the Chidush? Of course. The whole thing is Rabbi Shimon. Okay, good.
Tashma, another proof that the Beit Shemai followed his rules. Dama B'yochem Benuri, B'yochem Benuri says, how did this halacha of the tzarot make it halacha in, in Kali Yisrael? Now, if a guy follows Bet Shemai, Havlad Mamzer, the Bet Yilel, the kids of Mamzer are according to Bet Yilel. Now, if we follow Bet Yilel, Havlad Pagum, the kids are problem, and can't marry Kohen, Bet Shemai. So how would we let this go? So Rabbi Yochum Manur says, let's make a rule that So Rabbi Yochum Manur said a rule. He says, we should make a rule that everyone does chalitza. This way, the Bet Shammai people will be happy because chalitza got done. They hold you have to do yibum, but chalitza is good. And the Bet Yilel people say, okay, you worked in a shoe store. You took off, you took off someone's shoe. It's all good. And everyone will be happy. Why are we allowing these Sipporahs to walk away without Yibum? To cause troubles both ways? Or to get married? According to, right, according to Bet Shemai, we'll let Sipporah get married to Shimon. According to Bet Hillel, we'll let Sipporah walk without, without, without Yibum. With, let's do something that everyone can be happy with. Let them both do Chalisa. Let's be nice to everybody. Right, so it says they were going to do it, but they were about to do it, and when they were about to do it, all of a sudden there was troubles. I guess Roman troubles and the Romans died, and they couldn't they couldn't make the rule. Okay. He told him, "What are we going to do now?" If we follow your rule, and everyone does chalitza, what do we do with the people who already got married? Right? Oh. You're coming in now. What happens to the ladies who already got married? So that's the end of the Gemara. Now, so what do we figure out for you? If we say that Bet Shemai followed his rule, so I understand why Rabbi Gamil told him... <coughs> What should we do about the ladies who already got married? Because they already did. That, that fits well that when we're saying that Bet Shemai really did his thing. Right? But if you say Bet Shemai never did it, so why, why would I going to say, what do we do with the ladies who already did it already? No one did it. Okay. That's the proof. We're going to stop over here with the proof that they did it. Okay? Baruch Adonai Amen